This is Loudspeaker. Hey there, I'm your host, Sarah Menares, and you're listening to the We Podcast, where together we find inspiration, encouragement, and growth through stories and real talk. Here we navigate the messy human experience together. We raise our voices and speak our truth. In this space, we value the conversations that broaden our perspective and help us fully understand that we are connected, we are capable of growth, and that we are not alone. Are you ready? Let's get real. You're listening to episode number 94. This episode is a part of the Things People Don't Talk About series, which is my very, very favorite. (laughs) In this series, I am joined with WeSpot leaders Heather Williams and Amy Norris, and we talk about women supporting each other or the lack thereof. Maybe why women are in competition with each other, why we play against each other rather than coming from a mindset of lifting each other up and what really just gets in the way so that we can better understand the dynamics so we can make some shifts and really get to a place where we as women can link arms, set aside our differences and figure out how to truly support each other because we are all amazing. We all deserve that support and encouragement. And so I'm excited to dive into this topic. Make sure you head on over, leave us a comment, let us know what you think. And we always, always appreciate your reviews. So here we go. Let's dive into the things that people don't talk about. Welcome to this episode. We are doing another round of things people don't talk about, which is my very favorite. And I have Amy Norris and Heather Williams here with me today. They are both leaders in the We Spot and really good at digging into the hard topics. And so here we go. We are going to dive in today something that I think is a pretty prevalent issue, but it's something that people don't often talk about, which is women really not supporting each other. Women, uh, a lot of times, I think being our own, well, I think a lot of times for women, we are our own worst critic, but then the second worst critic is probably other women. (laughs) And so this is something we need we need to dive into, we need to talk about because it's an issue and it holds us back from stepping into our power and being who we are. It's really interesting because for a long time growing up, my dad used to joke and say, women don't dress for men. They dress for other women. And he used to talk about, you're not wearing those shoes to attract a man. You're wearing them to get compliments from other women because men don't care. is essentially what he would always say. And I've always held on to that and remembered that because it's so true. We as women, a lot of times we adjust our behavior, we adjust the way we look, the way we act to essentially appeal to and get the approval of other women. And so 
I'd love to hear Amy and Heather, kind of your general thoughts about this issue. What, where do you want to kind of dive in here? I think for me, the thing that comes up is I feel like finally in my life, I don't feel that or I'm not around it as much anymore. And I'm so grateful for that. But but looking back, recognizing that it's been a part of my life since I was a little girl, the girls were always mean to the other girls and we were kind of seen as competition and the enemy. And that's really sad and scary. Do you think it's a learned thing? Like our society, it's a learned thing? Yeah. I mean, I think it it comes back to all the things that are kind of put into us like perfectionism and needing to be good enough. And I I think when we have this deep desire to be good enough, or there's that conflict between good enough or not enough, then we, a lot of times people's first reaction is to put other people down, right? Or feel more powerful than someone else so that we can feel like we're good enough or, or validate ourselves. Yeah. I think, I think also a part of it for me is that it's a it's a taught thing based off of how our society is set up too. For example, like in your professional life, the women have to vie harder, I think, for positions of, of power than men do. And so there truly is a you against me uh, mentality there, whereas I think men they just have a, a more access to more positions and don't have to compete as much with each other. Totally. Yeah, I think the roles of women in our society plays a huge, huge role in this for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I've talked to a lot of women. I know with our online community or women's community, I've heard a lot of women say, I love this community because I don't really have any women friends. I don't really get along with women. And that always breaks my heart. I get why women say that. And at the same time, think that that's just a huge travesty, really. But that is the way it is for a lot of women. Yeah, I think like what comes up for me is this insecurity that we all hold when we are talking about other women or putting ourselves down. We're not really taught how to stop that, even if it makes us uncomfortable. Like I think women would like to support other women, but they don't necessarily know how to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like you get caught up in the what's going on in the circle or what's going on over here. And we're not really taught how to really set boundaries for ourselves, you know? when we're talking negatively to ourselves or when we're part of a conversation where, you know, there's some negative energy going around about other women. So I think it's, it's hard, especially if that's what's modeled in your home or your dinner table or, you know, in your job or those kinds of things Mm -hmm. Um, or your, you know, hobbies or activities or whatever you're doing outside of those things as well. So this whole, I I don't know, honestly believe that when we do put each other down, that has a lot to do with us and how we're feeling internally. And so we don't really know what to do with that. And so it becomes this fear thing, you know, that we have to like react to or whatever. I honestly believe that we as women don't mean to do that to each other. We just don't know how to stop doing it to each other, if that makes sense. 
For me, I think something that really plays into it is that if you're succeeding and I'm not like that, I don't know, I guess that thought of that competition, like for, for a lot of people, it's hard to see another woman doing well, another woman succeeding, because then people take that as that's a reflection of me, right? Like you said, Amy, I think it always comes back to ourselves and where we are, maybe where our self-esteem is, where, where we are in our own personal growth journey, what our own insecurities are. I know that we all have our areas of insecurity, I think, and I I have this drive to be successful. And so I have my area of insecurity is other successful women. When I see other women who are really successful, then, and I'm just being really transparent here, I can take that in as, oh, I'm not, I'm not as successful as she is, or I'm not, you know, doing as well in this area. And so it makes me turn in, inward, right? And and look at my own places where I don't quite measure up or where I'm maybe not as good, in my opinion, as her. And so then I think that's then that's the area of what of awareness that we need to have. Like, what are our triggers to being mean to other women? Like, what? parts of other women really put that mirror in front of our own face because then that's where I think it goes into the next piece because I know personally then I want to look at everything that she's doing wrong to make myself feel better about the fact that I'm not where she is. Does that make sense? And so I think that it's hard a lot of times if we don't have that awareness and we can't dig into that what I should be doing and, and what I work hard to do is to celebrate the other women and where they are and not take it as a personal reflection of ourselves. And so I think that's where we go into the things that are harmful is when we can't recognize that and when we just want to pick the other woman apart. Yeah, totally. 100%. I can connect with everything you just said. I think that is it. <laughs> you did that very well. I think we do. Our insecurities like just really hurt us in so many ways sometimes that we're not aware of. And I think that awareness is, is critical because as women, we possess so much strength and that's our, our, like our innate ability to nurture and care. And so we can do that for the people we don't feel threatened by, but why can't we do that? for the people we do feel threatened by, because that's really a super courageous practice. Mm -hmm. um, and we can, when we can get to that place, like we can learn, like we're so much more powerful together in a positive energy than we are negative. Cause we can do some, we can really damage each other when we don't put that energy to good use and see the benefits that facing our own insecurities can give us. Yeah. I think it's really important that we come into our own power as women, because the more we practice that and do that, the easier it is to see other women as the beautiful humans that they are, regardless of what they're doing or not doing. Like if you get online and you see a woman post something about bottle feeding versus breastfeeding, the only comments on there are from other women. And you see a splattering of different stuff, but it's like, it's, it's so easy to remember that those are just other 
hurting women's opinions based off of the fact that they decided to believe something society told them about their shortcomings when they're when they're lashing out at a woman for having a different choice than them. And I try really hard not to share my opinions on the shoulds. You should be a working mom. You should be a stay-at-home mom. You should be a mom. You what you know what should that look like? We get to decide and who cares what anybody else is doing, but it's hard to get to that place, I think. And we do care. I think deep in our hearts, each of us do care. Like it's, I think in my experience, I've seen, and even in myself, like telling myself or saying, well, I don't really care what anyone thinks, but I do. I really, really do. And so when I do hear hear something hurtful, yeah, like it just affects us deeply, you know, and you don't feel supported. And I think we do care. We so want love and acceptance, especially from other women, because we all know what we go through, you know? Yeah. And I think the society we're living in today has us set up to be in our own little family unit and, and independent of community. And so we have to figure out how to foster that like years and years and years ago, I think of like the red tent is coming to mind from like the biblical days. Like we, we were made to be a part of a women's community where we are literally birthing each other's babies and feeding each other and nursing each other back to health and taking care of the village while the rest of, you know, the men in the community are going out and hunting and, and building. And we don't live in a, in a community space like that right here, right now. And so it's a constant conflict. We have lost our community for sure. We're so individualistic. We need to be independent, not depend on anybody else, have all of our shit together, (laughs) never let it show that we don't, right? That is exactly how we're set up. We, We are pinned against each other rather than put into a position of supporting each other for sure. And I feel like our country is one of the only countries that is functions that way. So it seems like there's two really strong threads here. There's the thread of what society is telling us we should be or should do that has a huge impact. And then there's also a thread of it really coming down to our own shortcomings, our own areas where we maybe think that we don't quite measure up. Can you think of anything else that that would be influential in this? The expectation your family can place on you too, of who you can and can't associate with or what ideals you can and can't believe or support. And so I think that plays a huge part too in finding our voice, you know, what do we really believe in instead of going against other women for what they believe in, you know, that maybe we were taught to, that wasn't okay growing up or so, yeah, those old, our own stories in our heads, you know, what we tell ourselves, I think has a big impact too, whether are those really our stories or the stories of other supposed role models in our life growing up. Yeah, a lot of prejudice or bias to that is ingrained in us from our family of origin growing up. I love that as we grow and as we, you know, can 
pull away from that, we can broaden our perspective in a sense. And so I that's something that I really try and challenge myself. And I really hope to challenge our listeners too, is helping to broaden that perspective, like getting out of the same old trench of view, right? Of that we go down and think the same things over and over without ever really questioning or challenging the fact that maybe there's a better perspective, maybe there's a, a, a broader perspective out there. And so I think that that has a lot to do with this as well, that own personal growth, really diving into our own bias and, and prejudice that maybe we hold towards other women or other people in general and really being able to look at how that comes back to us because it always does. Yeah, that's hard work. <laughs> I mean, it's real easy to just talk about people or bring judgment to, or comparison or, you know, or expectation to others. But then it's real hard to take to sit with our own, I don't know the word, just sit with our own indifference, I guess. It's really hard to, it's just hard work. And, you know, we have to do it. We have to do better. We have to stand up for ourselves. We have to stand up for other women. Like it is a proven fact in my own experience that we are so much stronger together. So, I th and I think that's a great a great awareness, Sarah. We do. We have to be self-aware first before we can really get rid of that comparison and that judgment and that expectation we place on other people, other women, you know? Yeah, for sure. Can you picture our men sitting around in a circle talking crap about their other friends? They just don't do it. They don't. We could learn something. You know, we always we talk shit about men, but we're or not, you know, not always, but we're like, man, they're just so simple. And it's like, that sounds really refreshing. Right? <laughs> We what could would learn something. <laughs> Wouldn't they would just, you know, go have a beer and tell, you know, punch each other in the face or tell how you feel about each other and they would be friends two but seconds it, later. But I think there's something to that simplicity because I feel mm. like men and, and this I'm generalizing and I realize that, but I feel like in general, men don't believe a lot of the social lies and society has them kind of elevated. And, and so they do have that upper hand there, but they are more simple with the fact that they just kind of accept who they are and therefore they're able to accept who their companions are, their friends are. And so I think that there's something good about that. I, I never have heard men sitting around talking crap about other men. Right. I also think, though, the difference, there's a difference between men and women, and women are more prone to depth and men aren't. And so I think that that's a huge factor. I know a lot of the men in my life are, they stay more superficial in their feelings and their conversations. And I don't think women are made that way. And so women want to go deeper for the most part. We are more feeling and connecting in general creatures than, than men are. So I think that's something that really sets us apart. And I think we can take from them. And how do you balance that? Like have the depth? Because I don't know. I see men as more emotionally superficial personally. Mm -hmm. And I think that is separate. I think we can still have that and recognize that there's value in just accepting people for who they are. Yeah, totally. And I'm not 
overgeneralizing. I know there are men who are deep. I want to say that. I'm just saying a lot of the men I know personally, it is harder for them to to go there. But I I think that's becoming common for women too at the same time, Mm -hmm. because a a lot of times the, the reality for both men and women is because of things like this that we're talking about, there's no safe place to really just be yourself and to really be able to go to those deeper places with people. Yeah. And I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier to the way that our society is set up right now as individual silos. We don't have you know, sewing circles and cooking circles and birthing circles and all of those natural cultural things that foster the womanhood, the sisterhood. And so it's it's hard to find additional space and time to create that, even if you are longing for it. What is that? How do you fit that into your life? And I think the We Spot is an example of a community that is really focused on that. And even then it's hard for a lot of people to gain access to it because it is, you know, still online for the most part right now with COVID. When it is in person, it's isolated to NOCO area. So I think I think it's exciting to try to find ways to look for those community opportunities. I mean, we're doing it, but it's it's just not fostered the way that it used to be because of how we're living today. You're listening to a podcast on the Loudspeaker Network. To find other podcasts and unique programming, visit www.loudspeaker.fm. Loudspeaker, diverse voices, unique sound. Feminist Hot Dog is back with a new season packed with awesome interviews with icons, artists, innovators, authors, and lots of surprises. Whether you consider yourself a hardcore feminist or you're feeling feminist curious, tune in Wednesday nights at 8 Mountain and get all the information and inspiration you need to live your best feminist life. Listen Wednesdays on Loudspeaker and Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, love yourself and love your buns. So yeah, let's move into that. How do we change this? Like, I I think it it would be helpful to talk about how do we move forward differently? Because any woman listening to this knows probably that this is an issue. We've all felt it. We've all experienced it. We've all been a part of it, whether we like to admit it or not. But we probably universally know that women need to do better at supporting other women. And so how do we do that? How do we move into that? How do we move forward in a different way? I I think one thing we can definitely start with is being present in conversation, like fully present with others, not about what's going on in our head, but feeling like leading with our heart and being compassionate for, for the women that you're around. And really just listening better and being slowing down and being present and feeling each other. Something I've tried to practice that has been helpful over a lot of years is just really being aware of the conversation that's taking place. Like this conversation helping us grow together or is it preventing us from that? And sort of setting boundaries around that, like what you will and won't tolerate in your own 
presence as far as what kind of conversations you're going to be a part of, I, I think has been helpful for me. And also if you're willing to take that extra step, you know, gently nudging the conversation in a different manner, if it turns in negative, or if you feel this awareness of singling out people or talking negatively about someone, just sort of redirecting that energy or bringing awareness to other women, like, Hey, I don't really like the the way this conversation's moving energetically, you know, or calling each other out. Like there's nothing wrong with doing that in a loving and accepting way because we all do it because we are human. I think that's so hard and not very common, Amy, where you're in that moment in a group and somebody's, you know, being negative or talking poorly about another woman. It's almost like you become a passive bystander to it and it feels really yucky, but it's scary to be able to have that boundary and and courage in that moment to say, like, knock it off. We're not going to talk about other people that way. Definitely something powerful to practice. Yeah. Shifting that dynamic, shifting the norm, I think is so powerful because I think you were saying, Amy, earlier, like there there are women and I know I've been a part of groups like this in the past, like Heather said, you know, I've come out of that, thank goodness, in a, a lot of ways. And, but there are groups of women where that is the norm to sit around and talk badly about other women and tear, tear other women down. And then when, when one of the women leaves that circle, then they talk about her, <laughs> right? <laughs> Shifting that dynamic, being the one, and you're right, it is very hard to be able to stand up and to say, you know, I'm not going to support this, or how can we, how can we lift her up rather than tear her down? Or how is what she's doing, you know, making us uncomfortable personally, because it probably is to some extent. Yeah, I feel like it's no different than what you will and won't tolerate gender conversation, race conversation, religious conversations, political conversations, we're so quick to really stand up for our beliefs. Why can't we do that for each other? Because no. because we know we'll be on the outside the second we do. And so you have to you have to accept that and be okay with it. If you're still existing in a circle of women that won't self-reflect on that behavior and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. And so it's it, it can be hard because you might be losing your only circle when you do set that boundary. And I think knowing and understanding that sometimes that has to happen. I mean, yep. my circles have shifted in so many ways. And sometimes we outgrow our circles. Sometimes it just doesn't fit for us anymore. And so if we're in a circle that's toxic, that's ultimately not supporting us because if that's the dynamic of the circle, then we're really not getting the support that we deserve and need within that environment, knowing and understanding that it's okay to walk away. It's okay. It's not just okay. It's amazing a lot of times to go and find a group of women who are supportive, who don't support that dynamic and who really truly do lift each other up. Yeah. And I think it's also okay to be in a conversation with women if they have an issue with someone else. And it's the way that we address it too. Like we're not all going to like each other all the time. 
And we're all different every moment of every day, depending on what we're going through. And I think it's also okay to, to question like, Hey, why, why I'm curious why you feel that way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, haven't you ever had a bad day or, you know, or, you know what I mean? Like just more of awareness, like not, I don't want to like label, like none of us are good or bad. Cause we talk or don't talk about people. We, we're, you know, we talk about people, you know, we, you know, we get curious and when, you know, when you find yourself in a position, I, and I think it's important to go a little further, just like you would anything, if you don't understand what's, you know, what someone's talking about, like, Hey, I want to learn more here. Why do you feel that way? And I think that can help other women open up to even discover, Oh, maybe I'm being a little judgmental. You know, you kind of just self-aware yourself through the conversation without someone needing to call you out for like, Hey, you're a bad person. Cause I don't think we all honestly set out to intentionally do that all the time. Sometimes we're just mad and we need to vent and um, it's going to happen. I think it's it's important to keep that curious mindset too, even when, you know, when you feel like someone's being singled out. Very well said, Amy. Yeah. It always comes back to that self-awareness piece for sure. I think one other thing I'm thinking about too, that I, I know, and, and like you said, Amy, it's not good or bad. I think I know personally, and I like to use myself as an example, because I think it makes it safer for other people. That's my go-to, right? Like I I am programmed that way. I think we all are because of everything we've talked about. And so as soon as a situation presents itself to me, that can be my first thought, right? Like my first thought to go into this place of judgment or to go into this place of, you know, feeling negative, or I, I don't know if it's feeling negative, but really just this place of judgment and, and recognizing and understanding that's how I'm programmed. And I just need to be aware of that so that I can shift that pattern and not go along that same path. One way that I think that is really common for women to kind of unsupport each other or be mean or judgmental to each other is just how we treat each other in passing too. like having a mom at the grocery store with her child screaming their head off, you know, giving dirty looks or being judgmental. Gosh, she's not controlling her kid or, you know, why is she making this choice or that choice or whatever, but being supportive even to strangers. And it makes me think of your story, Amy, of the woman in the airport. I don't know if you want to talk about it really quickly, but just how powerful that is, even in the, in the small seconds and moments that we get with other women. There was a, a woman I passed in the grocery store had like just a sheer white dress on and you could tell because it was sheer that she was probably not wearing a bra. She had a lot of tattoos. She was having a, you know, a great day. And there was another woman not far from me who had her little like three-year-old girl with her. And she was giving this woman in the sheer dress dirty looks because the way she looked, the way she dressed, you could tell she didn't approve of her. And I heard her look or, you know, take her daughter's hand and say, basically, don't ever go out of the house looking like that. That is not okay. You know, and just giving her the message that, wow, I was, I just really like, shocked me like that's just not how we support each other we because our our daughters our nieces our grand 
kids, our, our sisters, our friends, they're watching, like they're watching and they learn like, you know, what's okay and what's not like, it, it isn't okay to just shoot someone a dirty look because of the way that they look like, I don't think that it is. You don't even know that person. So like, what are we teaching? What are we teaching our, our littles, our little girls, you know, growing up? So I wanted to honestly stop and say something to that woman in a kind way, but I, I couldn't. So I didn't because I don't want to, you know, make her feel bad either. But I also have learned that it's, you know, it's also not okay for me to, that's not a good way to support her either. Even though she's saying something negative to this woman, I didn't want to, you know, it's just like, it's just so reactionary. It gets all convoluted, you know? Supporting each other means having a lot of compassion and a lot of heart. And yeah, I've been there, I've had bad days and you never know what's going to put you over the edge to say something mean to somebody. And it would be really nice if someone just held my hand and said, I understand. And instead of what I should or shouldn't be doing, that's kind of how I felt in that moment, watching that go down. And how often do things like that happen? They're like, you know, micro, microaggressions, really like these small uh, aggressions towards each other as women that are really damaging. And I think that we can do that in a lot of areas. Very often, we don't even realize that we're doing it or how we're contributing to, to the problem. Yeah. And I think also another way to that we can work towards that is also asking for help as women. I think it leaves a big impact when, like you were saying earlier, Heather, we all have like our own little forts of where we're here. We got to, for some reason, we think we got to do this all on our own. And that creates like a lot of resentment and anger and stress and overwhelm. And so that's what we're bringing to each other in these circles. And it's like, of course, it's going to come out negative. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, but I really wasn't raised to learn how to ask ask others for help. It really just, you just do it yourself. And, and so it wasn't really ever talked about. Yeah. Because that's one of the things that, that people can shame you for is asking for help. So it's just part of that vicious cycle. That's, that's something that I personally am really leaning into for the first time in my life. Part of my wounded attachment style is to be ultra independent it's been hard for me to ask for help and admit when I need help. And I used to pride myself on not asking for help. And I never knew what it felt like to have people show up when you do ask for help because I wasn't giving my people that opportunity. And it's actually a really beautiful way to, to reconnect and with yourself and with your people. Yeah. It's almost like you feel ashamed if you're asked. You don't think your strength comes from asking for help. Mm. It's not the opposite. You know, and I think as women, we do, we have a lot on our plates. Like, no wonder we just want to just talk shit all the time. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a lot. It's overwhelming. All the things that we have on our plates. And so it doesn't have to be that way, you know, and creating those communities like the we spot, you know, just a place, a safe place, like you said, Sarah, to go and just you know, rejuvenate, refresh. Nobody's expecting anything from you. Nobody is mm -hmm. demanding anything of you. And just to feel supported is an incredible. And so I've going through that experience. It's like, why am I choosing not to do that all the time? Like that feels so good. What is it that's preventing me from not practicing that more frequently? And so that's, you know, something I have to look, all of us have to look internally and figure that out. And 
there's so many other women who feel the same way. I think pretty much every woman probably feels that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, how many times have Sarah, have you heard um, of a woman coming to a We Spot meetup for the first time by themselves, which holy shit, how courageous is that? But they, they share with you, oh, I was so nervous. I wasn't going to come. And I'm so glad I did. It felt so good to connect with other women. It was so safe. There was no judgment. And it's like validation time and time again. Like, oh yeah, we're meant for this. This isn't something that we're creating. It's in, it's inherently already ours. We just created the space for people to show up and be who they are. And who they are is community. That initial push of putting yourself out there and and being brave and courageous to do that is so powerful and important. And we have to, we have to. And Amy, you said it earlier, like it's hard work. This is hard work. It's hard work to get out of the same old, same old patterns than in the things that we've been told we're supposed to be or do. And so really pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone and outside of that norm is vital to changing this dynamic between women. So I love this conversation. I love that we can go here because I, again, that's really the point of this podcast is to talk about things that I think we feel within our heart. We feel within our every day lives. We know it's there. We know it exists. But a lot of times we think we're the only ones that feel the way we do. A lot of times we don't realize that a lot of other people are feeling the same ways that that we are. And so to know that this is a universal issue, this is something that we can all start to bring into the awareness of, of women everywhere. And so that we can change this dynamic because we really are powerful and stronger together. And I think to come back to over and over again, that ultimately we do belong to each other. And I think Heather said it best, you know, that we, we were made for this. This is how we were made. And so remembering to get back to that. So go out, connect with other women, push yourself outside of your comfort zone, really take a look at your own insecurities and how other women maybe put those under a microscope or or put a mirror in front of your face. And so that we can learn to dive in and, and make changes. I think too, Sarah, on that is we also have to let go of this need or fear of hurting people's feelings. I think we have to have difficult conversations with each other. And even though it may feel difficult, the way that we approach it or say it in a loving and accepting manner, like that makes all the difference in the world. Like from trying to really practice not talking about things when you're heated, let it sit you know, let it. And I think that's what happens in these circles. Sometimes everyone's energy feeds off each other and everybody's heated. And you just start, you really start saying things you don't really mean instead of like taking a step back and really thinking about these things and then coming back to a conversation with another woman or several women and with your heart, when you've had time to process it and say, wow, I really love you. And you also really said something the other day that gosh, this has been sticking with my heart. Would you be open to having a conversation with me about it? Mm -hmm. Like, I would, yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, I mean, it's instead of, God, you're such a bitch, I hate you. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it sounds so much different because that's the heat of the moment versus 
I really do love you. And you did hurt my heart. And that's okay. Like, we're going to hurt each other. But we also have to know when that happens, or we're not going to learn anything about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we're going to continue to do the same thing over and over again, you know? Yeah. That goes back to Sarah talking about how we are, we go deeper, we long to go deeper. And that's part of it. Yeah. I mean, I think I've learned in these years that nobody likes uncomfortable conversations and they could really save a lot of, you know, if we can live through a little bit of uncomfortableness, we can really rise above a lot of things with each other. Thank you for listening to the WE podcast. I'm so grateful you were able to show up with us in this space. If you'd like to connect, please look for links to our social media and ways to get in touch in the show notes. This show is produced by Loudspeaker Networks. Also, credit to my talented daughter for creating my show music. You can find more of the WE podcast as well as many other awesome things on the network at loudspeaker.fm. If you've heard something that touched you, please don't forget to share with your friends. Remember, your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, show up for the hard conversations, choose growth, and always know that you are not on this journey alone. See you next time. This has been a production of Loudspeaker Networks. For more on this and other programs, visit loudspeaker.fm.